Yeah, plenty the musician. Them know it, but them can't do it. So people still searching for this truth here, which this reggae music, you know, bring cross to them. And the only, the only purpose it serves is to tell the people about Rastafari. Mic check. One, two. Welcome to the Blue Dreamer broadcast. On this edition of Blue Speak, I've got a very special guest, Seth, from the Venice Beach Dub Club, the BBDC. What's up, brother? How you doing? Awesome, bro. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Thank you for coming on. Much love and respect. Yeah. Yeah, right back at you. Thank you. So, um, so, like I just said, uh, um, the the way I found out about you was through Andreas Exertus's posts that he does on YouTube Wednesdays and Thursdays, Wednesday Ultra, and then um, I just started catching you on, and like you know, I was just really vibing with his vibe. And then I was just kind of paying attention to the people that he had on, you know, and then I caught you and he plugs your music at the end, reggae music. And uh, I was just like, all right, interesting. And then also like, I was just feeling your vibes, you know? And so I was like, you and I have kind of been in contact, you know, here and there just messaging through IG and whatnot. And so I just was kind of like, I'd really like to talk to talk to you and just, you know, just 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 on that alone, just kind of feeling your vibes. And then once I heard Stay Cool, you know, your latest one of your latest tracks that you put out, I was just like, all right, respect. Like he he knows, like, you know, so basically what I want to get to is your origins musically, how you got to this point what influences you all of that so you know so so welcome to the blue dreamer broadcast nice man let's get into it for sure for sure so how where where does it all start where is the origin of music just in any any capacity for you sitting in the back seat of my parents car um listening to like crosby stills nash and young on the eight track all right would be my original inspiration, either that or Christmas music. I don't know which I remember first, like Muppets and John Denver Christmas. It's a big inspiration. So you're diehard Christmas, like diehard, diehard. Yeah, I, mean, I, well I know that, that because like that. I've been following you and saying, you know, I see your posts and everything. But even just to yeah. mention that is like. <laughs> that. Might be, that might be the original music that I fell in love with. Respect, um, respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, the special thing about Christmas music is that it's it's old. You know what I mean? Right. It's the one time of year we appreciate our roots, you know what I mean? And uh, we, and then you can kind of, you see what you've gained and what you've lost. And sometimes, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much timeless, you know what I mean? Stuff if you want, you know? Yeah. It's, it's very timeless, you know, it's, it's, and it, 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 it creates a mood instantly, yep. you know what I mean? So I, I, and I love, you know, great, great lyricists, not even lyricists really, but like storytellers, you know? So I'd say like Neil Young, sure. Joni Mitchell, Crosby, Stills, Nash, um, you know, um, and then, you know, other classic rock that my parents would put on had more of like a blues, almost like, uh, you know, like uh, Rolling Stones, kind of yeah. like a more like, hey, come on. Right. It's like more yeah. of like a party ad libs and stuff. And it's like so absorbing all that, you know. And um, then when hip hop came around, I was, you know, I'm a New Yorker originally. So oh, okay, it was all it was straight hip hop for like 88 through like 95. Yeah. And um, yeah, and uh, then, you know, all kinds of electronic music and everything. And then eventually I, I got into reggae, um, uh, making reggae in my 30s. Nice. And that's, you know, fast forward to where I am now with a, you know, just a broad range of influences yeah. and little tricks I picked up along the way from different genres. Sure. And I would think maybe that's what's different about my music is there's a lot of little nods to other genres that are slickly kind of mixed into it to just like up the cool level of everything in a sure. way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, cool is definitely 
the uh, point <laughs> in a way. Cool is like the original metaphysical concept. Yeah, like, exactly. Cool. Like why yeah. these kinds of pants yeah. are cool? Not anymore. They're not. It's like why? Yeah. It's one of the hardest and things. And especially to with yeah, music, man. Viable. You know, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like no matter what any musician says, you're trying to be cool. You know, <laughs> whatever whatever extent that goes to. You know, I mean, like well, things are just cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, did you play any instruments or anything? Like, yeah, I play guitar. I've been playing guitar since I was 13. I'm 47 now, so. Dope. Someone can do that. Yeah, I've been playing since I was 14 and I'm 44. So nice. I still only play rhythm. Like I've I've never really got into playing solos and lead. I just never really practiced. Same. Same. I'm a rhythm player, bro. I don't I don't just just so I can sing and and write songs, you know, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, mean I prefer to just have a wireless mic and run around and perform and dance. There you go. Same, same. And I'm a singer too, you know, like definitely because of the rhythms, you know, like I bounce off the rhythms. So I get that. I get that. And um, so, like, what was high school like? Like, were you in bands? And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, of course, I, of course. I was in, you know, uh, bands where we had original music. But the funny thing was, I've always just absorbed like music and arrangements and like every kind of trick you can do in a song. Like, here we're gonna skip a beat and go to three four. Right. Then we're gonna do like, a half step key change. Then you know, boom. So I've always yeah. just like indexed in my mind is like all the different things that are in hit songs and can just like sure. call on that anytime. So I was writing great music, but could not write lyrics. I know nothing. Yeah. I just, do you, you know, know how to it, read music? No, I don't know how to read. You music. don't know I'm theory or any of that. Same. Well, I mean, I've picked up a lot of music theory along the way, just sure. from reading and understanding and stuff. Paying but no, attention, I, I can't look at a sheet of music and read anything, but I, right. I know I understand, you know, the basic right. fundamental right. music theory. Um, but uh, yeah, I couldn't write any lyrics, you know, so that's that really didn't come until like way later in life, the ability to write lyrics. And then it so, came past, and then I was like, now it's just clicking for me. So yeah, I'm still barely learning to write hooks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hooks just come to you. They're just supposed to come yeah. to you. In the shower and yeah. like so I started, um, you know, like I said, I started playing guitar when I was 14. I got into a band with a really good friend of mine, probably when we were like 16 and it, it was always a three piece. Like our first uh, band that we played was a four piece. So I just basically just played rhythm guitar and was just learning to write songs, you know, listening to like, I'm into rock and metal, you know, I'm into everything, music, you know, anything music. I love all of music, but I really grab it because of Nirvana. Nirvana taught me like Kurt. Co- I always say I Kurt Cobain taught me how to play guitar. You know, what I mean, I was in a Nirvana cover band in high school. Yeah, he was my I first got, guitar I, I teacher. Seen them play at uh, the New York Coliseum in 1993 with uh, the Breeders. Dope. Yeah, I saw them here in San Diego at the Sports Arena in '94. That was the first time they played with uh, Pap Smear. Uh, I played, they yeah. brought another player, yeah. and we didn't know who it was. We're like, yeah. Wiser. Uh, yeah, yeah. It honestly kind of ruined it for me, to be honest. I was like, I just <laughs> yeah. see the power trio. Like, yeah. I don't need power to be constant, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, I saw the I saw them uh, with the butthole surfers, and I wasn't really a big fan, but I saw them. Are you at, got to see alive? That's awesome. I saw them in December, and then he died in April. So I saw him yeah. right before that, and like, wow. you know, it impacted my life like so hard. Yeah. I still do Kurt Cobain, you know? Yeah, Kurt it, Cobain. It actually, it actually hurt my feelings when I turned 28 because I was like, if I was a really great songwriter, I would have died last year. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny, dude. When you reach, when I reached yeah. 33, I was like, is this it? Am that would have been my preference, dude. <laughs> yeah. I would have rather been Am the I done? Yeah. You know, generational songwriter and then just get off by the... Well, like, Christ died at 33. Is this it? Dude? That's what I was aiming at, yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure, well, yeah. Plan B is Sisyphus, just keep pushing the rock up the hill forever. <laughs> yeah, just keep going, man. Just keep going, you know? And then, yeah. all right, cool. So um, you ever DJ or anything? Like any in, anything in that capacity? In the reggae sense, DJing is toasting on the mic. Right. But, uh, I think you Sorry, mean I mean a vinyl, uh, record. A vinyal yeah. record. Spinning. No, you ever spin no record? No skill for that. No, I'm not really. Um, actually, I'm a good dancer, so I do have rhythm, but I'm not cool. good with rhythmic things with my hands, like drums, okay. percussion, DJing. Like, just I get kind of nervous and my, I don't have good hand control. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I I was DJing for a while. Well, you know, spinning vinyl um, because of my brother. My brother actually got me into hip hop in the 80s. So, you know, he would play Run DMC and, you know, like, uh, Houdini and Grandmaster Flash, Furious Fight. So I learned from that old school East Coast 
that what hip hop was. And then once I, you know, got into like planet rock and, and then, you know, saw Bambata and, and all and the Zulu nation and all that, I was just like oh, yeah. absorbing all of it. I was just like, Whoa. And I was like eight years old, <laughs> but it was like, or however yeah. old I was, but I got it, you know? And, uh, at one point, you know, I kind of gave up on rock music and then I was like, I want to, play vinyl like and I actually went out and bought crates of vinyl and got turntables and was doing it because to me it's all the same thing you know what I mean like playing guitar or spinning other people's music and making it sync up you know beat matching and all that and you know what I mean like it, it all makes sense as as far as the art form you know oh yeah it's all valid but a thing that always you know I see Instagram people make music in amazing ways sure with um, pianos they go sit in a river with a handpan yeah but they're so persistent with it you know what i mean and have such yeah. good attrition eventually their music is popular and it's right. like that's all valid but it's in a separate category from songwriting to me right 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 I like right, right. writing i like writing i like to read i read constantly For i'm sure. such a book reader yeah and um, i i love writing you know what i mean yeah. so the writing plus the music together to me is like this transcendent thing whereas you can make music all day you can be one of these autistic guys playing a guitar piano right. bass and at the same time with a million Instagram followers. Yeah. But to me, this doesn't approach the transcendence no, of the music. No, and, 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 and yeah, I totally get that. And and that's funny. And, and the reason I want to like talk to Thomas or even like Andreas is because of the AI music aspect. Like I kind of want to get there because I know that they're both musicians in a, in a, they're creators, you know what I mean? Like, and I know what the AI aspect of it is. It's kind of just... Tink, it's I like mean, we, don't, we don't we don't know what AI is yet though, so it's like a little. No, hard. I mean as far hard. as what they're putting out these these songs that they're putting out. That's not AI though. I mean, we're, we're people are thinking about AGI, like general intelligence, not like word search engines and stuff. No, know? yeah, yeah, and I don't want to get deep. I don't. It's not. It's not important to me. It's just what they're doing. It's, such a, it's like people are worried about the effect it's going to have on the industry. Those people don't. Realize oh yeah, the no, industry. yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. The industry is the bat is what we don't want, but independent artists are dead i mean there's right. nothing you can do you can you can spend as much as you want on spotify marketing if you're indie it's all still handshake with labels people don't know that right so they create a new industry of tricking independent right. artists trying to distribute their own stuff and it's like you have nothing else to do that's and then you give it all to spotify for free they keep all the ad revenue and yeah. then you pay for a promotional campaign too they keep all that they right. keep everything they keep yeah. the music keep 100 percent of all your energy yeah and it's like people are worried people ask me about ai are you worried about ai songwriters it's like dude i'm worried that yeah. already it's like the industry is you know yeah. totally taken over and there is yeah. no room for it. and you have first-hand account that's the thing is you are seeing it you're seeing it in real time because you've been how long have you been doing what you're doing not vbdc but as far as like really pushing music as like core like i've this always is... been pushing art you know i was sure. I, I started at 13 yeah um and i started putting out albums right away and everything and we'd go to the library and xerox the the album art and yeah. fold it and, yeah you know what i mean yeah. yeah. and you go sell it at, out at shows or outside of shows before i was even old enough to get into playing shows. backyards and shit uh no i was in new york so there's no oh, okay yeah never mind sorry yeah that's, but, uh, that's a cali thing i guess and also no van to put your gear in you put your gear down the subway stairs on the ice wow. and the, the rain and the snow and that's everything crazy. There's no green room at any of the clubs because the real estate right there it's like you just yeah, you're the on the sidewalk or yeah your amp covered in ice and you're just done you know you're that's toasty. crazy i forgot what the question was though no i'm just i'm just kind of you know I'm oh, yeah. so I'm I've been doing it since back then, but then I stopped yeah. for uh, like over a decade and I was a chef actually. And I had a lot oh, of okay. success. Do. And I was like, maybe I can get a regular paycheck and still be an artist. And sure. then eventually when I was like in an executive chef level, I started to realize like, no, no one's ever going to treat me like an artist. I'm basically it's service. I'm a servant, no matter how hard I'm just serving. I'll serve the artist's dinner. You know what I well, mean? Well, especially like, in New York, one. right? I go back to music. Yeah. And especially in <laughs> New York. I've been coastal I mean... since I was 18. I was going back and forth. So, okay. Where did you serve? Like in New York mainly or just oh, wherever well, you found both. the job? Oh, okay. No, both. Uh, mostly New York. And then I came out here and I had a, I had a restaurant, uh, like a consulting business okay. and stuff. Okay. So I did like 12, 13 years almost, you know, and then and then back to music, you know. So I'd kind of given up on it at one point. So when did reggae become that's like the pin, like your pinnacle point of like, this is what I want to, you know what I mean? Be 
I think from like 2009 to 2012, there was like a lot of really strong American uh, reggae bands put yeah. out like out like good songwriting, good yeah. lyrics, yeah. and like, and I was just like, this is where the energy is at. Like, I want to be pursuing this energy because like, yeah. uh, not no longer interested. I think at that point, I was listening to mostly drum and bass and electronic music. Yeah, I was like, same. That's crazy. Rock. I've yeah. been over hip hop since 1996. Yeah, since same. you know, Biggie died and Puffy started putting out songs. I was like, next genre. Yeah, and, <laughs> and drum and bass was because I was a big yeah, fan yeah, yeah. of like Diesel Boy, DJ Dara. Was, okay, like, yeah, cool, yeah cool, cool. like because I West Coast, so I knew a lot of. Well, so then, I lived in San Francisco think, for a while, and and I kind of picked up a lot of like drum and bass in that era, which was like 2006, right maybe like. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a great. It's a genre and it's uh, you yeah know, like cool. john digweed and sasha and i was in like a lot yeah. of like if that, was, if that was a little earlier at night i would still go out to those you know but it's just too much of a rave yeah but, yeah uh, but um yeah sorry i forgot what i was saying there. no it's all good just just hearing you know and to me like it all melds together you know which is why i can like part of oh i, I remember what i wanted go to ahead, say go, ahead go, go ahead no, go ahead yeah. go ahead um what what appealed to me about making reggae is it's very formulaic compared to uh rock and roll in you what, play in rock what sense in what sense rock and roll is riffs right but sure. a riff is totally unique thank you so it's like totally just the rhythm and the melody are both totally unique and yeah. that's like the whole song the drummer will follow that and go with that and a lot of tom stuff right right so everyone just goes with the riff and then the next part of the song is like a different riff for the verse or whatever reggae is totally different the melody aside from the vocals is the bass line so the only one playing a melody is the bass so if you come up with something you hum in your head that's the bass line then all you have to do is figure out which guitar chords go with it and you know where they go they go skank 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 and then the organ does that but with the bubble time yeah the bubble yeah yeah the bubble up beat you and the piano bangs along with the guitar and you can pump out a lot of songs yeah. really quick that way and then all then you have so much time left to deal with the details you know maybe i want a lead line and now using you know um, music software you can pick any instrument oh maybe i want steel pan or a flute in this one and if i want i'll bring in live horns and other live musicians and stuff like that layer you know? it you just layer it yeah 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 but it's there's a formula to start with so it really encourages you to just sure. get right in as soon as you have a melody or like that's a bass line and what are the chords now am i inspired to sing any other melody with that you know yeah. and it's like that the ideas just come way more organized with reggae than they do so it who was the first reggae artist that you recognized as far as I mean, bob marley of course but, right uh, yeah okay i was thinking about this adult, right before we were as talking as an adult burning spear i would say okay Okay. Actually, but interestingly, on a, a like dance hall reggae was pretty big oh, yeah. in New York. I didn't really even know it was reggae. I thought it was just a. I thought it was hip hop to be honest, because they play yeah. Funk Master Flex would play it on like Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ring the alarm, another sound is dying. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is wicked. I yeah. like this. Heads high, killing with the flow. You know, it's just yeah. like in hip hop, and I was like, yeah, I like this like Jamaican hip hop. You know, yeah. and I didn't realize that that I was getting into reggae, but the, the artist who did this song, "Ring the Alarm," tenor saw. I got like really yeah. into him I know, and cool. emulating his style and stuff. So um, I'd say Burning Burning Spear on the root side okay. and tenor saw on the dance hall side are my Hell two big. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, most people that I've heard will say hip hop came from reggae music you know what i mean which oh, I like know. you said djing is I talking on the mic over rhythms of course of course of course of course no and and i i understand i don't like to you know yeah, yeah. pick and pinch and you know I, I get that but like you know well especially krs1 you know being jamaican and he's just like oh you know it comes from rocking yeah, the mic very too, my favorite rappers like you roy just you know vibing over rhythms you know what i mean like oh, yeah. i get it i get oh, yeah, it yeah, yeah. you yeah, know yeah. you know so um yeah bob marley obviously because i know for a fact that like that's what i heard first you know i mean the songwriting's incredible bro it's incredible well, like, it was know, it was before i even knew what was really yeah. going on if you look a list of all his number one hits it's like you know the lyrics to all of his songs it's like name another artist yeah. where you know the lyrics to all their songs yeah <laughs> without even trying to you yeah. just absorbed it culturally you know like the yeah, i was hearing legend and like junior high before i knew what reggae was you know and then right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. once i could recognize it was years later but what happened was I was in high school. I remember my homie Travis, Travis Diffenbaum shout. He um 
he straight up brought DJ Handgun mixes. And I don't know if you're familiar with DJ Handgun, but he was, that's basically when I first learned about like Johnny Osborne, Don Carlos, and like DJ Handgun would mix all these. And now good shout outs right there. Those are two of my favorites. Yeah. And, and that's when I learned that style, you know, the Roots Radix and all that. Like it was just all like, and that was like, oh, like that's where reggae like blew up for me. And then even at that time, there, I had homies from high school that were starting reggae bands. There was a band down here called Stranger. There's Roots Covenant. So I, I would go to their shows with my friends and we just, you know what I mean? So it was like, it was cool to see. But then I started like wanting to know more artists. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to learn for myself, listening to like metal and rock at the same time, but then reggae and like, you know, it was just... It's very interesting to me to see the melding of, like you said, you know, it's all art. You know, it's it, there's no there's no differentiating lines that say, well, you should only listen to this or that. You know, it's 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 whatever you feel, you know. So I was yeah. learning those things. And then like even now still I'm my favorite genres, quote unquote, or I would say it was like rock steady when I was listening to like Alton Ellis and all that. And then like, and, um, ska, you know, like listening to the old school whalers from the sixties and then like, but then hearing all the studio one shit and like, it was just like, Oh man, like that. I like, I like that there's new bands creating the old school sounds, you know? So that's where I, there's a few, there's a few, uh, like modern day bands. I ain't, I ain't going to shout no one out, but, um, there's a few, there's a few sound, uh, you know, sound pretty old school. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, it's, um, yeah. Like, it's so funny. Like even within reggae, there's like studio one people, there's father. Right. Right. It's like, there's a lot of pretension, man. Unfortunately, what I've learned from, you know, actively participating and releasing music in multiple genres is that a scene is a scene is a scene. It doesn't matter. Going to a political convention, a drum and bass party, everything is just a scene and the same kind of uh, relationships and interactions are happening between humans everywhere you go, regardless of of genre or intention or anything, you know? So it's like, that is tiring, you know? And I just feel like that's, you know, just that's where the stage we're at at human awakening and development right now, where it's just, Oh, things only seem possible if you color, if you pick a lane and just color within those lines, you got to pick something like you can't right. be like an airplane pilot doctor who writes reggae. You know what I mean? You right. got to pick one and then like do the things that are prescribed to that, you know? Right. Right. I, I, for the majority, I would say yes. But for people, individuals that choose to just pick what they want and stick with their guns. Like, But also the, the beautiful thing about putting out an album is you can put other genre songs on it. They're just not right. singles. I do that all the time. You know what I mean? There's like a yeah. country rock song on my first album. Um, the second album's got a punk song on it, a couple other surprises, I would say. But, um, you know, it's, um, that's, that's the beauty of an album is like, you've got your sing, you've got your singles. Well, I kind of plan it out. Like I'm like half of it is hits and like half of it is like intentional, like B sides, like sure. deep cut stuff, you know? And like, that's I grew up listening to albums, man, which is a whole different experience to what people have right now. It's just to sit back and listen to the entire album, and people knew that's the way you'd you'd receive it. So they would they would construct the entire album to me to be one piece of art altogether, you know, not a right. compilation of everything you released since 2015, right. which is what people do now: put out single, 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 single. Then yeah. we have like 15 of them, put them together, and you've got an album. I mean, it's even like EPs are the thing or the new album, basically, in a way. Like you know, I mean, with there's so many bands just putting out EPs, which, which I'm not a, opposed to, you know, like if you're doing well, here's it, the thing, people used to listen to whole albums. Of now course. they don't. So if you release a whole album, you're basically throwing half the songs in the trash because people ain't going to listen right. to them. <laughs> so right. it's like, and I'm, gu- I'm guilty of an album because you're trying to make this kind of piece of art. You remember that sure. doesn't fit the times anymore. So it's almost like we're going to die. Anyhow, you might as well just release the music exactly the way you want to and not worry about whether it generates any interest or not. Yeah. But but do you also agree with, and I'm just asking this off the top, but like, you know, rolling with the times, like not, not, you could still have your own identity because you know of the past, you know, you've seen the rise the in the that. I go, I experiment trying both ways sure. and you know what I mean? Like life is, is short, you know, and sure. uh, 
haven't committed to one or the other and just wrote it out for decades. But I, I don't honestly know the answer to that. I don't know. It's a, it's an important question that I don't know the answer to. Yeah, but you just do what you do. You try to just, you know, trust your instincts and right. uh, examine, always audit your past performance. And did it's really important, just a life lesson in general to like, you know, see what you predicted would happen and right. then the steps you followed and did it happen or not. And if not, how are you going to do it ne different next time? Or are you going to try something different altogether? Or do you, some, you know what I mean? So right. it's like a lot of times you just bang your head against a wall your whole life trying the same thing over and over, which yeah. is kind of where I'm at right now with like Spotify and DistroKid and all this stuff. I'm like, I'm going to really, I have an album I've been sitting on since last summer. And when I release it, I'm going to do it in some different kind of funny way. Like when Wu-Tang had sold like one copy for, you get <laughs> it. I'm going to do something weird, not that obviously, because you know, it's going to be an embarrassing little figure that people auction, but I'm going to think of something weird to do and just try to shake the box. For sure. I'm sick of doing the regular distribution right now. No, yeah, for sure. And I, I respect that, man. Like, and you know, it's I too short, man. You know, you can see a path to nowhere, you know? So it's like, why would I walk on this path to nowhere? You know? Right. So go up into the dark woods and see what you can find. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And like, if you've got to open your trunk and, you know, burn CDs and write your name on it and there's no art or, you know, it's like, I get, I, I don't know. It's, I mean, I feel like so many people have done so many things and, and to get caught up in, in, in the times is, can happen. And, and I think that is what's happening is people are getting caught up in the times in a way, you know, just, just from hearing what you're saying, but it doesn't affect people that, are trying to make a difference like even for themselves does that make sense like i feel like you're trying to make a difference, to make a difference just for you're yourself gonna, you know everyone wants to make a difference but i think if you're meant to you will you know i think everyone does make a difference first of all on their own like just sending out little ripples you know not everyone is elon musk but you never know how many ripples away from something you did affected sure. elon musk or like that but you know people want to want to like Joni mitchell said you want to etch your name in stone for eternity you know that's why that's a, a normal social condition of a human being is you want um acknowledgement you know at a minimum sure. respect good <laughs> you know, yeah you definitely yeah be fine. <laughs> yeah yeah you know i've i've been doing what i've been doing for 20 plus years i won't stop you know i mean there's no reason yeah. for me to stop unless i stop myself you know and and i've been through a lot stop. i just think people should should stop going with the flow, you know what I mean? Because the flow is going in a really terrible direction right now. Sure. Where all the indie artists are not only do they have no chance, but they're also giving extra money to the people who took their chance away. And sure. it's not going to, you know what I mean? So it's just such a, it's really upsetting for me to watch it. And uh, like, I'm not separate from it. That's what I've been doing the whole time is using CD Baby, DistroKid. Sure. Everything on every platform, YouTube, Spotify for free, you know, people. Basically, if you value your music at zero, you give it to a platform that's going to give it away for zero, like YouTube, then why is anyone else going to value your music either? Right. If it's, it's worth, le worth less than a, a cup of coffee. It's worth, a song is worth less than a sticker of the song. You know, if you right. printed stickers of the song, you get more in the sticker than you Literally. would on the song. Like a song is like divine inspiration and like one of the most beautiful things. And it's yeah. like the value has been psychologically removed from it. And we need to take it back from Spotify and be like, you can't have this anymore. We can't be successful either way. So, you, you know, we've got to starve that beast. I really do feel that. So easier said than done. Let's see if I actually do that with my next album or if I pop it out. <laughs> I've, I have a feeling you will. <laughs> you know? Never know. I'm like, I chicken out, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, whatever happens. happens. Real, you know, might as well keep it real, you know? I try sure. to be the realest guy on, on in the um the realest guy with a uh, podcast mic. There you go, me too. <laughs> Without a podcast mic. Let's <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh, do a podcast, but oh, it's yeah. just a regular shirt. All right. Cool. Oh, SM7B, bro. Come on. Nice, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's why I don't call this a podcast. I call it a broadcast. Like I'm oh, just, okay. I didn't, I didn't know that. Man. No, that's it's nice. all good. It's all good. It's it's just my own. Yeah. Is anyone listening to this on an on a iPod anymore? I mean, <laughs> yeah. iPod. Is that what the yeah. pod is for? It's iPod, right? Yeah, exactly. Podcast. Right. Yeah, iPodcast. Right. Yeah, I'm surprised Android doesn't like isn't like seeding the the market with like viral suggestion to call them uh, Droidcast. Droidcast, yeah, exactly. That might be the next level. Then I don't know. What's <laughs> up, guys? Make sure you smash the button and check out my new Droidcast. Yeah, <laughs> like and subscribe. Yeah, Hit, the bell. Hit the bell. Hit the bell. Desperation. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it is what it is, you know, and it's, I just, oh, man. I got to do what we, I got to do. I got to do what I got to do. I could do way better, but we could all, we could all aim higher. Sure, sure, sure. And that, that's what I respect about your vibes, bro, is you're very positive, you know, and, and I appreciate that. I really do. And, you know, I'm, uh, because as, you know, even calling it the Blue Dreamer broadcast, I am the Blue Dreamer, you know, so my dreams are in blue. That doesn't mean I'm sad. It's just, for me, everything I've ever chosen and just kind of in retrospect is like always tinged with some blue, you know, so that means heavy or deep or to me. So I just go with that because that's who I am, you know, and now I have a daughter, I have a four year old daughter and I see oh, it wow. in her and I'm like, oh, shit, this shit's real, bro. <laughs> like, it's real. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. You know, I love Roy Orbison. I love, you know, what I mean, like, I get it. I get it. But that doesn't, it's yeah. not, it's not, um, it's not a no, bad thing. I mean, thing. I'm, not, I'm not always positive. Like, sometimes I'm extremely negative for prolonged periods of my life. Sure. You know? but like, that's sure. life, you know. And by the way, like, I don't, I mean, I've put myself through a lot of suffering and a lot of suffering just came my way throughout my life. But I don't think I'd be a good songwriter without that. And exactly. like, ironically, when I was, you know, uh, just, I don't, I don't want to say praying to God because I didn't grow up religion, but sure. I was just like stating my intention to the universe or praying to God or sure. whatever. I was, all I, all I wanted was to become a great songwriter. I did, you know, it's not very satisfying because sure. I should have been more specific. <laughs> like, <laughs> including, some other, including some other bells and whistles. You had to you put know, some like, details yeah, into, into the, the prayer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For but sure. that actually did come true and it was an extremely painful process to get from someone who isn't a natural writer and couldn't write anything to go through all these just really bad life experiences but then at, at the end now i have such an easy time writing and like i sometimes i blow myself away like yeah. and i don't even mind saying it because i'm an extremely hard critic on myself and Same. every i've wrote for 20 years just terrible terrible songs sure. you know so to look at it now and then to also look at like my heroes and stuff like that like i do feel like my songwriting is like up on up on this the level i always wanted it to be on like the people yeah. i admire and um honestly well, your I, voice you got a great voice dude and i and i am i am a stickler for you know when you sing when people sing like they don't understand how to find their voice you know i had to learn to find my voice and and i've had so many people like i i answer calls for a living basically and, you know, I've had random just people like on the phone be like, wow, you got a great voice. You should be in the radio or something. I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, I know, but I'm talking to you right now, <laughs> you know, when I want to be home writing songs. So I had to learn to find my voice and I'm still finding it in a way. But there's a baseline like level of you got to find your voice. You know, what I mean, like to be a good singer. You know, because yeah. I can go I'm to karaoke. I can go to karaoke and crush some shit. You know, I've done it. I'm still finding mine. I've always been so envious of people who have a sound. You know, like a Kurt Cobain. But you do, you do have a sound. You do have a sound. I hear it. I hear it. That way, but um, you know, I say, I purposely sing. I use different. Way before I even started singing, I did imitations and cartoon voices and all the puppet voices. Mimicry is kind of the so first level. Of I don't know. I don't know what my really natural. This is just my natural singing sure. voice, but it, this is from smoking a lot of weed too. I didn't used to sound this like Alex Jones. You, know? you got that rasp, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I, I do. So I really embraced singing raspy at some point, and sure. then, uh, and then I also just learned to sing a little better over the past just few years from sure. doing other things. I was like, now I realize I don't even really need to sing raspy. I can go go through the same range without it. But well, let me let day, me tell I, you this. Not... Let me bring this up real quick, just real quick, just okay, thought off okay. the top. So there's the term white boy reggae. You know, you've heard that term. Oh right? my god, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like iration, revolution. Myself, yeah. yeah. So well, iration is Samoan, but no, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just saying these bands like Cali Roots is what I would call it, Cali reggae. You know, right. Like I, and, and 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 you know Jamaican they come here you know I've seen straight well, up Jamaican the band artists. In reggae, by the way, they're not making reggae; they're making soca and dancehall. So it's like it's right. lucky kept alive somewhere, which is Germany, Italy, sure. United States, sure. Hawaii, Moa, Fiji. Yeah, but they come here and they they get a reception to playing that old school. You know, I saw Don Carlos like sometime last year you know i mean they come here and i've heard from friends that they're just like this is the hub for them because they can just come and play the old yes. school hits and they just draw the crowds bro you know and it's like so i've heard that for a while at least over a Got decade to do an after party for uh, for a don carlos show dope Respect. he didn't come to the after 
party, but <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's Thank all good. Come. We played. We played a song of his. Jake just we played favorite cup. We're like it'd be so yeah. Cool. Hell yeah. So, the, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. So, so I kind of hear the difference. You know, what I mean, like. I always tell people like, I know if I'm going to like a song within the first like 10 seconds, like I just know it's, there's a vibe. And if that vibe isn't there for me, I already know, you know what I mean? So, so, you know, when I started getting heavy into like, like, you know, like I said, Johnny Osborne and Winston Hussey and like, you know, I mean, all these old school cats that were, I just vibed on certain songs or certain albums. And I was just like, Oh, this is reggae dude. Like whatever, whatever, whatever. But but then when I would hear like my friends playing songs and, you know, they, they, they try and imitate a certain vibe, you know, a certain like, uh, what do you call it? Like a, uh, a canter, like a, you know what I mean? Like, sure, yeah, yeah. and it's like, it doesn't always have to be Rasta bum cloud man. It's like, no, dude, no, no I mean, just, yeah, just feel it natural. No, but, but I yeah. feel like with you, it's more natural. Like, from the artists that I was hearing at that time, like Johnny Osborne and those guys, like I, I felt their vibes. And then like, once I started, like, like I said, some of my friends were playing in reggae music and, and it was like, they would grow the dreads. And it was like, I was kind of like, ah, that's not really like, okay. I mean, they were good. They were good bands. They were good artists, but it, it was kind of like trying to portray something as opposed to, yeah. I mean, that's not why I got into it. Cause I was already in my thirties. So I was kind of sure. like, I wasn't going to go into a phase and wear red, gold, right. and green everywhere and stuff. And by the way, I think it's fun. It's fun when people do that. It's fun. Sure. Sure. I mean, it's a sign of respect, you know, and, and I get that dude. Like it's, it's, I don't know. It's like peacocking, you know, a bit, but we all peacock in our own ways, you know? Sure. Everyone, everyone wants to look nice, but um, yeah, I mean like uh, a lot of people hate on uh, it's one of the easiest things to hate on someone for if you're like a white reggae artist, you know what I mean? Right. You're forgetting that Bob Marley was half white or whatever. Who even right. cares? Exactly. Like, one of the disappointing <laughs> things is <laughs> like um, I have found that it's not the most welcoming environment, honestly, um, for uh, I guess just white artists, you know, it's not right. really, it's not, it could be more, inclusive and welcoming sure sure <laughs> i've had somebody tell me i shouldn't use a patois and i barely ever if i do it's just like unconscious almost just from being around it you know sure. it's not, i like write lyrics one song i wrote lyrics where i use like patois and i regret it yeah but it wasn't that bad i wasn't like snow or something yeah anyway, <laughs> someone told me one time you know you shouldn't use a patois but this person also is not from jamaica and i said but you're not from jamaica they go yeah but i'm an islander i go Okay. Yeah, but your island, your island doesn't have a patois, bro. Your island has um, pigeon. You right. Know what I mean, right. So you're South Pacific. You're not a Caribbean islander. So I was like, you're just saying your skin tone allows you to imitate Jamaican. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and and that's in every genre of every bit oh my of God. every yeah, aspect the whole world of music is, is mostly ignorant. You know. Yeah, so picking and poking and prodding and. It's amazing, bro. Because you know. You you can't you can't take people at face value, whatever they are. If they can sure. tell you their religion, don't assume that they read the book and follow any of the values. Which you know is sad, I mean? but people pick a club, pick a genre, pick their colors they want to wear, whatever it is. Don't assume they know, understand what's what they're signed up for. Right, exactly. <laughs> Which you is know. on me, you know, because once you, as you you should learn, you should be able to learn and figure this stuff out and adjust your expectations accordingly and not take things personally. And it comes from experience, I would say. You know, what I mean, like. It, I, that's what I chalk it up to, you know, wisdom or experience to me, it's the same thing, you know? And it's just like, Oh, you learn as you go. We're all learning as we go. But, yeah. but the, the, the underlying layer, you know, as far as for me is when it comes to music, it's like, if it's good, it's good. Like it, it, yeah. it shines. Yeah, so two genres, good and bad. And you should always be trying to push forward with whatever you're doing. And, my music is pushing reggae into a direction and maybe it's not better, but it's pushing it into a direction it hasn't been in before. So I'm pushing it into new areas. I'm doing my own thing. I'm taking pre-existing, um, just like all human development. I'm taking something pre-existing. I'm putting my own spin, yeah. my own touch on it. And some, if anybody has a negative feeling about that, that speaks more towards them than it does to me. You know what I mean? And um, I'm, I feel totally stoked and chuffed on the, on the music I'm making and all that. And, um, just uh, it's but you care about that. you care about it 
you, I you, do also care that people receive it, you know, because sure, what you're sure, trying sure, to sure. do with art is communicate with people, right? Sure. You're trying to reach people in a way that language can't. You can't just sit someone down and convey to them the feeling of Miracle on 34th Street. They're going to have to, like, watch it, you know what I mean? So it's like yeah, you're trying – it's successfully done all the time with famous movies and albums. You're like, can I ever reach someone and have them understand me? Because no one who knows you is going to ever understand you. It has to be a stranger. It, that's that's a Hemingway. Show. Only people who don't know you can understand you. Yeah, I have this this story that I've shared with people that like I li- like I said I listened to heavy music like metal and rock and there was only one time in my life where I was driving home from work. And when I play music in my car, it's always loud. Like I love just, I'll roll my window, all my windows out are just loud. I like it loud. Like I'm used to everything just loud. And one time some dude rolled up on me at a fucking, at a red light. And he was just like, bro, what are you listening to? And like out the window, you know, like, do you have any great Poupon? Like that kind of moment. And he was just like, he's like, what are you listening to? I was like, I think it was like Deftones or something. And like. He's like, dude, that shit fucking rock. I was like, finally, like one time, that one time that somebody just, I was like, I've it, always been waiting a, for that. They should make a new word for the feeling of wanting to share a song that you heard with someone else, but yeah. then they want to have their own experience and not share your experience with the song. Like you can't have like a threesome with them in the song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make, I gave up on that. I no longer, except for, which is, except for my own music, which for also sure. doesn't you can't share music with people. People have to find things their own ways so yeah. they can tell their own story about finding it. Right. So like if you buy someone like a book for Christmas, you're guaranteeing that's that person is never going to read that book. You <laughs> yeah. just deprive them of that book by buying it for them. Yeah, you exactly. should have left it in their bathroom or yeah. something and not mentioned They'd it. be like, you could have just got me a gift card, bro. That would have been cool too. Just leave it outside their doorstep. <laughs> They'd be like, oh my God, it's like kismet. I just found this book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost a little stocky. But like, yeah, I got to think if there's some marketing approach for my music that follows that. <laughs> crazy so do you think about that a lot too you're also kind of like fuck what can i do different like oh my god yeah 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 i don't want to come across as not neurotic i'm totally neurotic about it yeah yeah i feel like i'm running out of time i'm almost 50 and i might just honestly retire and and you know i could do without the stress of working so hard and spent and also funding out of my own pocket you know budget music videos and albums and all all these projects and stuff and um and then seeing you know just getting this hollow feeling of it's not it, it's not charting in the in a positive direction you sure. know what i mean and, um it's tough man it eats you up inside and you don't you don't know what to do and that's that's where i'm at right now like i i'm actually i've got more music than i can release done so it's Crazy. like i need to I'm getting i keep getting ideas for songs and i for the first time in my life i'm actually stopping myself and i'm not even going to record them on my voice recorder i'm just like no more right now like wow. we're having it problem we're not out of songs you know right 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 yeah that's not the point so do you do you produce do you do production or you just strictly i do production but not engineering like i i've got two really good friends that are great producers but i'm actually doing the production i'm just relating to them what i want them to do because they have you know 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 how to use software so you create demos and then you or how what's your process what's your process uh i'll show up at the studio and be like uh find the uh find the beats per minute so you can open up a session i worked with program drums i've never recorded well i have recorded live drums on like but like terrible four track recordings sure. and like the amazing. uh but uh w- with reggae it's all been programmed drums so I spend a ton of time making the drum sound super realistic and i, I know exactly all the fills i wanted to do and everything Crazy. just flesh that as i go and then um you know live bass live guitar um, between me and my producers we can play all the instruments except for horns which i can you know um, order remotely yeah. And uh, the uh, the process is I, I have the idea and I, I sit down and I'm like, let's get the beats per minute. What kind of beat is it? Which is easy in reggae, too, because it's pretty much going to be some kind of steppers, one drop rockers, you know, so it's a rockers. Right. All right. What are the chords? All right. Piano goes E minor, E minor, F, G, whatever it is. Yeah. So cool. Let's play that on the keyboard. Now let's play the organ. All right. What, uh, let's, what do you want? Just guitar skank or cricket? All right. Let's do that. Let's yeah. play that. What's the baseline? You know, all right. The baseline goes like this: do 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 right. whatever it is. You know, and they play the baseline, record sure. that. And then it's like now I'm going to do some scratch vocals. You know, yeah. And then uh, and then just keep chipping away at it from there. And usually a song will take between, I would say, uh, the average song takes about 24 hours of studio time. Sure. Yeah. Which is a lot. It is a lot for studio time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes. 24 hour studio time. But to get it like final. I do eight hour days when I go to the studio, I go for a full day, you know, 
And but that's um, so like it, final package, clean, polished, done, set to just except for last minute revisions and mastering and stuff like that. Sure. So, do you write in the studio like lyrically or? Well, uh, like there's been uh, one or two situations specifically where I did that. I did that very recently. Yeah. Um, I did a new theme song for Rob Van Dam's one of a kind podcast, the okay. pro wrestler. And it oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friend and uh, WWE and ECW champion Rob Van Dam. I did the new theme song for his one of a kind podcast. I wrote the lyrics to that on the way to the studio. Um, it was an existing song that was going to be uh, didn't really fit on the album, so I didn't know what to do with that. And I was like, all right, let's just sacrifice it to this. And uh, you know, so I had the vocal melody, but I wrote the lyrics in my head on the way there. And the only other instance of that was my Christmas song, Christmas time thing. I wrote all of it on the way to the studio did the that day stress you out no all? i was in a flow state you just, dude. I was you just felt there, it all driving right. there sure. and the way i write lyrics is i'll put on a podcast in the background and then zone it out as like white noise that's like the easiest way for me to 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 write is to like block out a podcast accidentally yeah so i just had, had something on on the way there and i it was a joy you know because everything was coming to me and by the time i got there i had a hook two verses and a bridge you know and an yeah. hour and a half it was pretty. I got there and I was like, "Give me pencil and paper right away." He was like, and do you do you record like on voice recorder or do you only melodies? I can yeah. remember. I don't write down any of the lyrics Words. at all. Yes, 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 yes. You know, it's just saved in a document in my head, and I can edit it anytime. For sure, for sure. Yeah, like I said, learning to write hooks now more so. Well, so what happened was I was in a band for a long time, and like basically the same band since I was sixteen years old you know, just in different iterations, but still playing the same songs. And like, at one point, like two years ago, I just got tired. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, it's just, I'm done. I played one show that was like a benefit show for one of my very good friends that passed away. And I was playing a song that I wrote in high school. And I was like, I don't want to do And I was like, actually getting sloppy and like kind of nervous. And I never get nervous on stage. Like I'm not, I'm never scared to sing or play or i i thrive in that situation but i was just like i was looking at my fingers and i was like i can't i was like marty mcfly like starting to disappear <laughs> i was like what is going right, on what was here? happening and then that's when i decided i was like i'm done with this for now maybe forever but for now so i started my solo project which i called devotee and i was just like i'm just gonna write songs for me now and focus on like I don't have to play guitar and sing at the same time so I'm gonna write songs and then I'm gonna write lyrics but I want I want to write hooks I want to like really get into it so like I'll even be at work and demo shit on my phone like in the parking lot on my 15 minute break and or on my half hour break and just because it, it makes me more like it gives me more drive to be creative you know but like but make it tight make it sick you know make it good you know so that's what i've, I've never been written up to. A hook. they all just come to me like a special delivery i have to write the verses only yeah i mean if i hear you know music i'll write some i can write something to anything you know what i mean give me a sound and i'll make something to it oh, i mean know? i get like the words to the hook and everything just like divine inspiration I, sure. I don't even do it yeah, uh, I just receive it, and then I have to figure out the verses. And usually, what's really funny is like the first verse will come really easily because it's like organic, just like the hook. Right. But I'm like, now I need another one. Right. You know, and it like starts to become a derivative of the first one. It sure. doesn't have, uh, you know, independent value and right. stuff. And it's like, so it's it's a trip, man. And that's another thing where it's like you need two. You can't just have one. But if you look at a lot of you brought up like Johnny Osborne and Alton Ellis, yeah. reggae, they always um, repeat the second, like the first verse. Right. The second verse will just be the second half of the first verse repeated. Right. There's only one verse in those songs. It just gets repeated. Night Nurse, Gregory Isaacs, Dennis Brown, all of them. You know, not not Bob Marley because he's like. Yeah. <laughs> lyrics but a lot of those guys just repeat and like the hook is something that repeats anyhow so like who says that like certain songs there certain parts of songs are meant to repeat x amount of times other parts can't repeat it's like sure. uh, there that's you know they're in you know with the um at the dawn of reggae there was a lot of people who had never been taught these conventions right. and just didn't know them so they just did what came to them you know yeah for sure for sure yeah. you know and it's just crazy. I love reggae music so much. Like I can't help myself but to dance, to skank. Like I can't, I can't. And you know, uh, even bands that do hybrid type, like there's a band from here, from Chula Vista, where I'm from in uh, South San Diego. Where it is? 
uh, B-side players, you know, and I used to see them in high school and they would play like Latin style, but like then incorporate reggae. And it was just like, I'll never forget. I was at one of their shows and like, I just, I do my own dance. Like I don't, I, I lose all in a bit. I, I just lose myself. And I just, but it's a skank. It's like, you know what I mean? Like it's in a, in a style of skank and it's just like, I feel reggae in a certain way. And I never forget after the show, some random lady came up to me and she was like, I really like the way you dance. I was like, you were watching me. I was like, what is wrong? Okay, cool. Thank you. I was like, thank you. Respect. Dude. Like, but not that many genres of music left for people to actually dance. Like, and with uh, reggae, like, uh, like I host a show every Sunday yeah. in Long Beach and it's kind of like an older um crowd you know and older musicians and stuff and like everybody like dances like, yeah dance. it's like it's you know it's it, it just has that vibe you know what i mean it makes you want to dance if you're into it you know it's not for everybody but oh, i do love that people respect the tradition of reggae and keep it alive but i also think you know you got to make room for people who are just inspired to do it their own way for sure for sure yeah. and it's speaking all- of their own way let's get into your your Let's music, please, please. So I had asked you to please approach me with three songs that you wanted to play. But I picked I usually, one from each album. There you go. So what I usually like to do is I like to play it, and then we just kind of talk about it. I want to hear what you have to say about them, like how they came up or what you're talking, anything, whatever. But oh, The whole thing or a sample? No, I'll play a little bit and just Oh, just let me know. It. Just let me know. I'm just curious. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it's up to you. I'll play the whole thing. I don't give a shit. No, but do what you're going to do. Just tell me what you're going to do so I know if I've got 30 seconds or three minutes. Nah, for sure. So uh, I'm going to play Pure Bloods first. I'm going to kind of go in ascending order. So I think Pure Bloods was the album. Prepare for words off the first album. All right, cool. Pure Bloods is off the second and Stay Cool the third. All right, cool. Then there we go. So this song is called Pure Bloods. Um, Prepare for War comes first if you're going in order. All right, for sure. Cool. Yeah, my bad. You can edit that out. I'm still learning, bro. I'm still learning. No, you're good, man. I'm, just I'm fresh. I'm fresh. Here we go. Venice Beach Dub Club. Oh my gosh. Get in on it. So, what do you mean by prepare for war? What are you What are you talking about? Oh, it's, a, it's a good old Bible quote, man. Like, you know, you hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. And um, it's kind of mixed in with like a sign of the times prophecy. You know, I didn't I didn't literally have a vision, but I had a feeling that built up over time, and it was right. By the way, because I, I put that this song was from 2018, and then 2020 came around, and you got a plague, a pox, and all this stuff. <laughs> you, yeah, there days, you go. But, you were setting them up. And and the, the verses, the song. By the way, this so this song is delivering. Oh, never mind them wicked things I saw. I'm busy making music with the band Ramming shows with all my friends Wake up and do it again yeah. Hope party never ends But that dang vision came again huh. There were devils, demons ah. Everyone I screaming Brimstone, hellfire Everyone a fire A great flood yeah. Red river's blood I like that little horn that, huh? That's so dope, dude. <laughs> it's kind of like your eyebrow goes up, you're like, huh? <laughs> Jaw connection horns. Yeah. Yeah, so the song is about, like, maybe your things are looking up and they're going well for you, but don't forget that, like, the world is, like, full of, like, war and plague and pestilence. Like, that stuff is knocking at your door, you know? Right. You get You get so sucked into your own personal story, and it's like, don't forget, you know, you're, it's a jungle out there. For sure, for sure. So, so one one thought I had honestly when when I was listening earlier, I'm a big fan of Luciano, dude, and I I feel like you kind of emulate him in a way. I don't think it's intentional, but I hear him and you for some reason. I, does that? I never, 
I never heard that before, but you know, does that make any sense? To you? Of mine, but uh, it, yeah, I mean, sure, whatever, whatever sure. you hear, we might have something similar that I haven't thought of yet going, but. Something about that song that I like to do is that's a very upbeat, dancey song, yeah. but the message is like really heavy. So yeah. that's like a spoonful of sugar to make the medicine go down. I like that. Know. I like that for sure. That shit would definitely get me dancing. <laughs> yeah. And there, was, right. there was, I think, the first line of the first verse. I was like, let me record that again. And in the middle, I did like a, hmm. and I was kind of like, that kind of shook something loose in my brain where I was like, I could be doing a lot more ad libs and stuff, you know, like blues man stuff. I was like, now that I'm doing reggae, I, I think I need more ad libs. Oh yeah. So that's. Something I had to consciously focus on. <laughs> That's dope. All right, next up we got Pure Bloods. Let's go. Run it. So obviously, I think that song speaks for itself. <laughs> what? I think that song speaks for itself. <laughs> yeah, it's a protest song, man. It's for a protest sure. song. Don't want no mRNA. I'll have to go my own way if I can make it. But it's delivered very cute and harmless. It's like, great. You can't get mad I at the messenger. Like that's what, it's all with a wink and a hug. Like, come on. I like what you're doing. I love it. Here's some nineties rock. There you go. I just hear the sharpness in your delivery, like, you know, I mean, with, with, um, uh, you know, like auto tune and all that, like I'm a purist, so I don't believe in any of that. You know I mean? Like you, 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 you need, you need to record, you need to come to the studio ready to go. You know I mean? I'm, I'm an old school there might be a tiny bit of pitch corrections on sure, like if sure. I if I blow a note on a good take, you know, if it's a little flat, I'll pitch correct it. But sure. that's it. I don't, I won't pitch correct an entire song, and I never auto tune unless it's like uh, you're going for like a pop kind of modern vibe. And right. It's like part of sound, you know? but, right. Uh, yeah, I, I hate that man when the vocal performance sounds perfect and it's like it's over the top nowadays. By the way, I mean, yes. a lot of reggae songs, it's like, do you, does your voice have literally no vibrato at all? You're exactly. just like. Goodbye. Yeah. Can't even imitate like my voice totally like, wavered. Your voice wavers, dude. Voice is wavered. It's like a bagpipe. You can't just hold yeah. one out. It doesn't go. You know what I mean? It's like not natural. And especially if somebody starts singing in a movie, like the they like a Disney movie. Yeah. They put the auto tune on like it's like T Pain. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like why is the Little Mermaid T Pain? Like, like a you. It must be a beautiful singer. You picked a beautiful singer. Yeah. Let her sing. Yeah, they got a natural yeah, talent, but drives me crazy. Yeah, when it comes to the I also, I mean, you know, it's not my preference to use program drums and everything, everything quantized either. That's what I can afford sure. to do. You know, like so, it's like it, yeah. it ain't. But like, perfect is if you take um, 
uh, Led Zeppelin, uh, what a cashmere, dude. It, yeah, that's it. Crazy. Drops forty BPMs by yeah. the end. Yeah, it might be Black Dog. I'm thinking of, but drops forty BPMs from the beginning to the end, and nobody noticed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bro. But, but anyway, just... speaking, no. Speaking I mean, of, uh, Pure Bloods, that that song. Um, I I was so stoked with the way it came out. I was like, it's um, it, the music is like an ode to like Paul Simon, you know, Americanized Afro rock. I love that sound from the '80s when everyone's yeah. doing Afro rock bass lines and yeah. stuff and like i want i was so stoked to do that and get the beautiful live flute and everything and like the lyrics just came so nice and smooth for that song and i, yeah. I wanted to be sure it was like the cutest funnest most harmless yeah. delivery to kind of keep everything off balance for you know? sure that's great and that's good songwriting you know what i mean like to 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 give it that much thought i think is that's i don't i i think that's what people don't understand about songwriting is is you know like i i remember one time i had a, a friend of mine like like asked me about my lyrics and then she read my lyrics and she was just like but i'm a wordsmith i love words i have the utmost respect for the english language like punctuation grammar like i'm very my mom taught me that i'm very astute to to very like being everything very correct and so when i write song lyrics it's like the the biggest meaning i can give anything but in the smallest amount of words you know which i think good songs are that's how they're created that's what i learned you know in a, in a way yeah that's another thing you can do is is whittle down you know to um that changes the vibe sometimes you want to be really verbose and cram all these lyrics in and sometimes you just want to whittle it down you know and that's just like uh that's just your choice of what you sure. want the vibe yeah, that's like I always uh, a great reference point is uh, there's a rap group called uh, Group Home from the Gangstar family. And it's like these two young rappers, Little yeah. Dap and the Nutcracker. Okay. Little Dap is like an unbelievable like Q-tip level Nas wordsmith with yeah. like a million super slow and, and clever delivery. And then Malachi the Nutcracker comes in. He's like, I get hype. Do what I like. <laughs> Hit your mom in the head with a metal pipe. Yeah. But the whole thing is just it's still hype. And it's yeah. like. Don't assume that's easier. You know, don't assume that's easier. Right. It, they're they're fitting know. their parts. Like, and even collaborating. Which is, better, which is better is totally subjective, but don't even assume the simpler one is easier. It right. Might, it might not. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just, they complement each other. You know what I mean? I, I, I like that. Yeah. All right. And this is your latest release, basically, right? Stay cool. Yeah. The first single off the forthcoming album. Cool. There we go. This song's great, bro. Thank you. Kind of a dance all beat straight off the top. Oh yeah. Yeah. Stay cool. Mama didn't raise no like they do chilling now no matter how heavy the pressure gets and never let them see a sweat you get to stay cool mama didn't raise no fool no running in the red and going out of your head bless the urban hold a meditation a mental vacation boy listen to me you better listen to me pause before you disrespect your whole family it only takes one minute to lose your reputation assess the situation pressure me pressure me waves are pressing me down screaming underwater but it don't make a sound your mind as well be swimming while your world is still spinning hold your breath and never give in stay cool mama didn't raise no fool don't worry why the other people act like they do Chilling now no matter how heavy the pressure gets And never let them see a sweat Check out to stay cool Mama didn't raise no fool No running in the red and going out of your head Bless the urban hold a meditation A mental vacation, boy that's hard, man. <laughs> yeah. It's a mouthful to sing, bro. That one's hard to do live, I'll tell you. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> Big breaths. Big breaths. But I like... 
it's kind of minimal you know there's a, it's yeah i hear that it's like helmet it's like the helmet of dan toss super minimal that's dope Cooler than a polar bear, chilling in ice water. Pressure could be stressing me, but you know that we got to stay cool. Mm. Mama didn't yeah. no fool. That's so great. Yeah, man. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Of course. Minimal is the vibe, you know, and to leave lots of room for the, um, and that's a marimba in there. I'd never yeah. use a marimba. Nice. You know? Did you play it? No, oh, no, okay. No. I was gonna say, I was like, I'm yeah, I never use it. <laughs> I played it on keyboard. No, yeah, 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 yeah. From my friend Benji, who produced this one for sure. Actually, Ben, uh, big two people. This is the only song I ever did that uh, two producers worked on. So, Big G cool. and uh, Zion both worked on this it one. It sounds great, and I love that minimal approach. Dude, that's so thank you. Weird. It's minimal yeah. music and maximal lyrics. Yeah, like, there's some big mouthfuls in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny because, um, I just came up with the hook. Just I sat down with the guitar, uh, maybe like two summers ago, last yeah. summer. I don't know. Yeah. And I was just stay cool, mama didn't raise no fool. And I was like, oh, that sounds there great. There it is. There it is. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Then it's it's a it's a philosophy song. You know what I mean? Um, so it's uh, it it's you know hopefully people sing along to it and reflect on the lyrics a little. It's good advice. I can't take. Oh, I That's love exactly it. What I always do is fly off of the handle, put my foot in my mouth pay the price for everything you know so but at least I, I i've learned the lesson well enough to put it into a song so it, it yeah. might be too late for this old dog to change nah. his uh tricks but uh nah. hopefully somebody can learn from that you know what i, mean? I hear and, it i hear it and it's yeah. a good message which more people should probably pay attention to i was really <laughs> stoked with the line always feeling irie never feeling irate i was like i've never heard anyone put irie and irate together that's so, dope you know? that's dope <laughs> Well, yeah, man. there's some there's there's some there's some things in there. There's some little nuanced things for um, of recording artists and stuff like that. There's some lyrics that are off time on purpose, which is something that I'll do sometimes. Sure. A little take from different singers, you know, coming in early, yeah. uh, line late, like whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Um, nerd shit. <laughs> music, <stuff>. music nerd shit. <laughs> sometimes I'll even be like, let me just record that run with no music and no click or anything and yeah. it's like it's gonna fall on the beat but um uh, it's just gonna be uh, i just want to do it that way so yeah even... yeah for sure i feel it man i feel it that's awesome yeah man well thank you man thank you this is thank you yeah for sure much love and respect thank you for coming on uh tell people where they can find you please my link tree is VBDC, and um, I'm VBDC on YouTube. Um, if you want to find my music on the platforms, you have to put in the full name of the band, which is Venice Beach Dub Club. And um, I'm, you know, that's it, man. Coming out with an album this summer, more music videos and stuff like that. So please support. If you want to, um, you know, uh, if you care about music, then then share. You know what I mean? It's a free thing to do, and and uh, it helps a lot. Be appreciated. Sharing is caring. And that's it. Much love to everyone out there for supporting. Much love and respect to anyone listening, anyone to pay, anyone paying attention. This is the Blue Dreamer broadcast. Thank you, Seth. And uh, we'll catch y'all next time. Be on the lookout. Definitely going to have a new blue mix after this. It's going to have reggae tinge to it. So expect that. Um, Thank you. Love. Respect. Peace.